All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. How you doing? How you feeling? Everything all right? What are you cooking? What are you cutting? What are you chopping? What's happening? What are you cleaning? Where are you running to? What are you, are you, where are you running? You can't run away. You can't run away. I see it. I know that I'm helping you get through this, but eventually, I hate to break it to you, you're going to have to turn around and go home. You're going to have to loop around and go home. I know. I know, man. I, I, I know it's the same shit every day. I know. And it's tempting to keep running, to keep driving, to keep flying if you're doing that. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> just as long as it's in movement and not you know, dangling from the end of a rope, unless you're doing the rock climbing thing. But you're, you know what I'm saying. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go home. You're just going to have to. Speaking of that, I just did. Pow! I just shit my pants. Justcoffee.coop. Get the WTF blend. I get a little on the back end. That's an old-timey plug. That's just from the old days. From, like, back when Chelsea Peretti was first on this show. We rarely do repeat guests, but Chelsea Peretti is here. She's on the show today. The first time she was on was episode 39. That's more than 10 years ago. That's when I had to do those Just Coffee ads just to get by, just to make a few shekels, just to make $400 a month, a month on ad sales. Man, I mean, we had her back because I love Chelsea and she's very smart and very funny. And um, I just, uh, I like talking to her, but she's also got since then, since then, it's crazy. Go listen to that first one. And, with, and just the arc of it. I mean, she's she's been a writer on Parks and Rec. She played Gina on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She got married to Jordan Peele. They had a kid. I mean, fuck, man. A lot has changed. But I guess that's what happens in 10 years if you if things happen in your life. <laughs> I, a lot happened in my life, but I'm, I'm here alone and childless. But uh, it was great to talk to Chelsea. It really was. And you can hear that shortly. I am... Um, I'm back from New Mexico. Uh, I think the last show I did was from New Mexico. And uh, it was great. It was really uh, worth the trip. I'd kind of like to still be there. I didn't have to come back, but I came back because I live here. And I wanted to see my cat. I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to, uh, to try to get back to whatever semblance of a life I have here in uh, California. But uh, since I've talked to you, well, let's start with this. When I drove to New Mexico, I stopped and met my friend Dave at Duran's Pharmacy for some huevos rancheros with green chili and red chili on the side. And on my way out of New Mexico, I stopped and had that exact same thing again uh, before I left, only alone. And I was reflecting and was sitting outside, eating the green chili, having the tortilla with the butter on it, and just sort of like enjoying the, the way you can enjoy in the age of plague outdoors mask down because i'm putting shit in my mouth i'm just sitting there maybe instagramming a photo of my food and i hear someone you know kind of coughing a little bit behind me and then i turn around and there's a woman vomiting into a planter and that was my uh, cute exit woman vomiting into planter time to hit the road new mexico adios adios muchas gracias gotta go barfo in the planter yeah, that was an interesting way, an interesting beat to leave on, but um, but it was a good trip. What I didn't tell you, uh, 
that was uh, I found to be uplifting in a strange way was I visited the grave of Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is buried in Ranchos de Taos in the Jesus Nazareno Cemetery, which is off the beaten, like, well, Ranchos de Taos is off the beaten path, but this was, this cemetery is not even uh, in the back of a church or near a church. It's just sort of off on this dirt road. It looks like a dirt parking lot. There's a large swath of dirt road through the middle of it. On either side, there are graves. And this is a, I, I don't know if it's the Pueblo Indians or the indigenous people, or I don't know if they're, it's, it's definitely a Mexican cemetery-ish I'm not sure what the history of the cemetery is, but it's one of those cemeteries where every grave looks handcrafted. Uh, the 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 crosses, the sto- there's no there's not many stones or wooden crosses usually that look handmade. There are pictures and artifacts left on the graves. There are stones and mounds and and things that people bring to it. Each one looks like a, some sort of a, almost like a collage of sorts. It's a very earthy, intimate uniqueness to each grave. A very deep human touch. It's it's almost as if you, you walk past these graves and you can you can almost feel the bones. And I I think that's sort of a Mexican thing, really, like the Day of the Dead trip, the sort of respect for the dead and the 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 celebration of the dead. There's definitely that vibe there. And you go and you kind of find. You can look around. You can fi- I found it online how to find it. But you know Hopper was a is an important person to me. I I, I was always. Uh, deeply obsessed and enamored and impressed with Dennis Hopper's work and with him as a person. I found him to be a, a sort of fascinating, you know, decent-hearted wild man, uh, one of the great drug warriors, one of the great um, crazy dudes, one of the originals. But uh, but he led an interesting life, and he, he loved Taos. My buddy Steve is married to his daughter, so I double-checked with him to make sure it was the grave. But I went there, I talked to Dennis, and there was something about it. Just picturing him in the ground there, in this beautiful site. There's lava rocks in a circle around where the body would lay, I believe. And there's all kinds of offerings that people have left there. And I just, I knew he was in there. There's no distraction, no stone, no real kind of a maudlin kind of weight to it. It was almost a, it's a little mound of celebration to the body decomposing beneath it. And I pictured it and I felt it and I felt the spirit of Hopper and it was uh, uplifting to me. So uplifting, I went twice. I went the next day. My buddy Devin, he had come up to Taos from Santa Fe to hike with me. I hiked all three days up into the beautiful Taos wilderness. I was afraid at first, but then I just thought about Lynn. I thought about what am I afraid of? Being eaten by an animal, falling into a crevice and having to, you know, cut my arm off with my hat. You know, I just... I I was nervous, but I did it all. I went back to the grave, and on my last hike, I found some river rocks so I could put them on. I felt bad that I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything with me. I didn't have anything cool. I didn't have a guitar pick with me that I could leave for Dennis, man. I didn't have no cigarettes I could leave for Dennis, man. I didn't have no bandana I could leave for Dennis, man. I didn't have no, like, you know, Harley Davidson paraphernalia I could leave on Dennis's grave, man. I didn't have an eight ball or a half gram or a small vial of blow or crank or anything I could leave on Dennis's grave, man. So I went and got some rocks and I left him there. I talked to him again. I was happy to see him twice. It's just, it was great. I was so happy. I was, I, and I love the, the sort of kind of a weird little cool celebratory cemetery. A lot of fucking heartfelt 
handcrafted respect on those mounds makes it real human close could feel the bones man i dug it some weird dreams are happening i guess i could tell you about them i had a drinking dream which means uh, i better start going to zoom meetings i don't think there's a threat of me drinking but i don't know what my brain is doing there must be some discomfort because <laughs> somebody poured me a very large scotch on the rocks and i wasn't a scotch guy I think I was just starting to get into scotch when I quit. I mean, I get it. I like scotch, but uh, that wasn't my thing. But in the dream, man, I had my my both hands wrapped around a big glass of uh, scotch on the rocks. Then there was another dream where I was on some sort of large, high, rickety old diving platform, a single structure, uh, just you know, shooting straight up. And I I just seen two people I know die, you know, fall off it and die. They disappeared into the water, and I don't even know how I got up on top of it. But it was all rickety, and I, you know, I knew that they had fallen and died. And I was like, "How do I get down?" And I, can't, I remember in the dream thinking, like, "Can someone just come get me? Can somebody help me? Can somebody help me?" And I was starting to panic because it was kind of wobbly, and I'm like, "I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna die." And then I look on the left side of the platform. There's like this red ladder, but it doesn't look like it goes all the way down or up. And I'm, there's some force or person or something behind me that's just sort of like, you just got to do it. You just got to fucking do it. You got to stop freaking out. And you got to just go you know, a step at a time and get down. And then I realized that's right. No one's going to come help me. No one's going to come get me. I'm not going to be airlifted off. And I'm going to fall if I keep freaking out. Or I'm going to fall on purpose if I keep freaking out. So I just turned all that shit off and made my way down the ladder. I don't know what that was about. How will fascism affect you guys? You, you putting any thought into that? Like, you know, if Trump wins, are you guys, do you, do you ever think about like, well, like, you know, I don't know how much uh, authoritarianism will affect my immediate life. Most, we're finding most people are selfish, aren't we? Hey man, if it doesn't fuck with me, I'm good. It's like the mask thing. I went on a hike yesterday and it was crazy. 80% of the people with fucking no mask. And, you know, the chances of getting it outside are slim. But, you know, you, you have one. And then when you walk by people, you put it on. It was great being in New Mexico. It's fucking mandated there. Everybody, you don't have to fucking go through that thought process. If you see somebody without one, they're a real fucking jerk because they're breaking the law and they don't give a fuck. Here, I, I literally think people are like, no, we don't have to. I mean, you know, I don't want to. I think it's okay. But uh, what, a, what a nice thing to be in a fucking state that mandates the fucking masks because people are too fucking stupid to give a shit about other people or take care of themselves to get through this thing. All right, let's end with a nice story. Um, a few weeks ago, I told you when I was hiking with Al Madrigal, there was a guy walking down. He had a bunny in his hands, this little sad, sick, wet bunny. Uh, and he was concerned about us. He was going to take it home and nurse it back to health. We saw that guy again and asked him about the bunny. He said it got better and he brought it back up. How often does that end well? The injured animal you bring home. <laughs> the bird with the broken wing. The bunny with the fever. But uh, he nursed it, brought it back, and it, and it, it hopped away. There's a happy story. Huh? All right. Look. Chelsea Peretti is in a new movie. It's called Spinster. It's her first lead role in a film. 
Uh, you can watch it on most VOD and digital platforms. I love talking to Chelsea Peretti, and you can hear me do that coming up. So what are you going to do? Are you going to just hold the phone? Listen, I've done it before. I'm not too proud. You don't have a thing you can set it on? I'm going to start to worry about... All right. (laughs) You know what I need is like a Velcro thing on the wall, and then it just the one on the back of my phone, and I can stick it to any wall, (gasps) any wall in any room. Yes. I I have a tripod that I stick it on. That sounds archaic. This is Velcro. Cut it. Do you have Velcro? Are you getting it? No. Oh. No, but I do think that actually would be cool. Every room you put a swatch of Velcro on the wall and you have the receptor piece on your phone. You walk into a room, boom, your phone's on the wall. You FaceTime people, cook. Right. I think it's a good idea. Lo-fi. Yeah. So what? What? how many coffees have you had? I'm on number two, but this is a black mug of coffee. Yeah. Well, as opposed to what? Creamy. Sometimes I'll have like an oat latte. No regular milk though, right? No, I don't do regular milk that much anymore. Only if I have it for another reason. So you were concerned that I was not drinking coffee? I had a moment of panic that I'm going to just call and like want to talk to you about coffee and you'd be like, I'm off coffee. I was I was drinking tea for like over a year. Ugh. And then I, I, I started to slip coffee in in the afternoons and now I'm back in. But it, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know if it has the same effect as it once did when I was younger or something. Like I, I get like I'll drink a cup of coffee, I feel pretty good. I'll drink another cup, I feel all right. But then, then I'm just kind of queasy. Yeah. And over uh, and kind of uh, sweaty. I don't know. I, I I don't get the fucking high I used to. Man, I really hate when people who once loved coffee turn their back on it in this way. Like I had this weird. I think that's like I'm slightly clairvoyant when it comes to coffee and i just had this feeling you were going to have a different altered attitude about it i love it i like anything that makes me feel good i just i like i pulled my fucking espresso machine out i have an you do say espresso i i know i know i I, I, (laughs) that's the real headline (laughs) i've had a i've had an issue with that my whole life my espresso machine do you make do you make do you make espresso at home? Well, you know, my husband was once a barista, apparently, and we got this whole big espresso machine. Oh, my God, I said it, too. <laughs> you know what? This is going to be one of those things where, like, you know how grammar evolves and then they update it to make it official grammar or official. <laughs> like, yeah. they're going to have to just say it's espresso. And we're going to and they're going to cite the shift in uh, on our on this conversation. <laughs> so whatever. He never uses it. What a good one! Like what kind? Like a really yeah, good like one? this really fancy one. Is the kind of, that looks like? Does it have a big kind of press thing that looks Eagle. like? Oh, but is it yeah, like? Yeah, it it does. Yeah, and it like kind of hooks on the counter. That kind of yeah, thing? and it oh. has like this big eagle on top of it. Right, right. Those are fancy. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating. But you don't use it. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's he hasn't really been making it. I don't know how to use them, but I guess I should learn. <laughs> Maybe you should pressure him i mean you have the time now i mean what's he what's oh he, yeah what's what do you guys been how old is that kid that's the thing he's three 
Oh. And it's it's just really a particular nightmare to have a toddler when you're sheltering in place because he's a dismantler. Like this, you know, I was looking for my headphones to do this and I'm like, okay, I found the headphones after a long hunt. Yeah. Cuz he was probably like pretending they were a jellyfish or something. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, the cord is gone and that could just be anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> and so, you know, when you're trying to keep your house clean and this it's just like someone just like lighting fires everywhere and you're just following after them panicking and is it's a boy yeah it is does he talk uh very much so he's extremely verbal (laughs) (laughs) not to toot my own horn but he's the child of (laughs) two extremely artistic people and (laughs) no honestly i think he would be a great child actor but i would never let him do it does well has he expressed interest in anything other than destroying things no he hasn't expressed interest in acting but he uh, just memorizes everything like where i'm like oh with your brain yeah. i could conquer hollywood yeah. so you've got uh, so you've got a genius until they're like five and then you re- they level off and i yes listen we'll see i'll yeah. keep we should do an interview again when he's five we did an interview in 2010 I know. I really felt like I wasn't ready for prime time at that. You know, like that interview was kind of before I feel like I had anything going on. Are you kidding? We did our big pilot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right. It was that <laughs> I was I had just ascended. We, we uh, <laughs> we'd done our ill-defined show that we weren't. Oh, clear. my gosh. I've completely fully fucking forgot about that and dumpster diving was a segment on it that's right with the freegans the freegans and then we brought in pics paintings you brought in a painting that leo allen did of you and you felt bad about it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where that thing is it probably got left at the fucking studio they gave us like twelve dollars to do this this pilot and we didn't even really have a concept for the show it was just called wtf and we had like two segments you and i did some uh, co-host thing and then we had a panel yeah, we had to be like you know doing those jazzy like hosting monologues and stuff yeah it's always that's like in, in hindsight we had no business doing that we could have been much more like sitting in a corduroy chair overstuffed yeah. chair you know and then we had a panel though i remember there was a panel and i think like kyle Kinane was there and i don't remember who else <laughs> But like, and I don't even remember what the topics were. It was just like this show or I don't fucking know. I feel like though, I actually feel like that shoot went well. I don't have like a sweaty feeling when I think about it. No, I think the shoot went well. It was over at that uh, Comedy Central theater space. It was a good set. We had good people working on it. It's just so crazy. Like the older you get, how many little compartments of history you completely forget. And then you're like, oh yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I can't like there's part there's whole chunks of my life where I'm like, what? I'll tell you what I do remember. You said, do you want to play my wife on my TV show? And I go, sure. Then I never heard from you again. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that, Marin? That compartment? Did I really? Were you willing to do yes, that? Maybe I felt really like you were, you were already on your way. <laughs> Whatever. On my way out of your show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you you seem to have found your way into a legitimate show business. I was still fucking around on Comedy Central pilots and IFC. Whatever. Yeah, wh- Whatever. I, don't compliment my rejection. I don't remember what happened with that. I don't remember. You like you see, this rejection was actually a major compliment to it you. It was, yeah, because I, like, I oh well, thank you. I assume that you had bigger things. 
I don't remember, mm-hmm. man. I don't remember what happened. Do you know one time um, Bobby Tisdale gave me his old phone for some reason? Yeah. And like in it, there was like text between him and Eugene Merman because they used to run this show called Invite Them Up. Yeah. And they were debating if they should have me on a show or not. <laughs> and like Eugene was like, she's kind of harsh. And then they like didn't put me on the show. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why that just came to mind. I don't even know if that related to anything, but you're kind of harsh. A, That's hilarious. What a mess. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Bobby Tisdale? You know, he has he has a talk show on Instagram Live called The Wards of Merkin, I believe. Uh-huh. <laughs> so pretty much what you would think happened to Bobby Tisdale. <laughs> he has like 80 kids, all daughters. <laughs> I don't know how people are dealing. Man. You're here, right? You guys are in LA. I'm right? here, barely. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go again. It really, it's like Groundhog Day. It's like there's no way out. It's crazy. There's no end in sight. It's crazy. It's how, so how are crazy. You, how are you guys dealing with it? How's Jordan dealing with it? I mean, is he in the house? I, Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I I don't know how anyone's dealing with it. I'll, the main challenge I think for us is like, I mean, I have major envy of people who are unattached and have no child because they're just like, I watched five Criterion Collection films today. I did two yoga classes. I'm like, fucking eat shit and die. My son's attention span is literally six minutes. So you have to break every single endless fucking day into six minute increments. How can I entertain someone with the attention span of a goldfish? You like, you bring out all these paints and stuff. He does one brush stroke and it's over, you know, and then you're like, okay, only eight more hours till bedtime. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I hope that makes you happy you don't have a child. Well, I told, uh, I was telling Brendan that like, like lately when I've gotten a little bit grim or depressed or hopeless, I just think of you people and I'm like, yeah, I guess exactly, I'm exactly okay. you fuck. <laughs> and then I sit down and enjoy a cup of coffee alone. A peaceful (laughs) cup, a peaceful cup. I mean, I can't even, I'm like begging my son to have a cup of coffee. I go, can mommy have coffee before I read you 20 books? Can mommy have coffee? It's like, I can't do voice acting without my coffee. (laughs) It's fucking, it is hard. And that the, the thing that's even more fucked up is I have no right to complain because I know that I'm one of the luckiest people in this fucking country. Like, right. So you don't even feel you get to have ownership over your angst and your grief. And, you know, yeah, it's just a horrible time. And, yeah. and there seems to be so many suicides right now. Like, are there? Where it's just, I was wondering about yeah. that. Do you know people? I feel, I feel like it. I keep feeling like you just keep seeing it. I don't know if there's a statistical increase, but it seems like there is. There has to be. And it be. would make sense. Sure. Because, I mean, yeah, you feel alone, and then it's like in this time you really are alone. Yeah. No, I, I uh, you know, it's part of my morning ritual, thinking about it. <laughs> no, no. Wait, I'm glad we brought it up then. Don't do it. No, I don't, don't do it. Do I don't it. think about it seriously, but there, there is a moment with hopelessness and I've done bits about it where you, you're just sort of like, as long as you've done bits about it, I have done bits about it, but, uh, 
But there's a moment where you're like, how does this end? And I'm getting older. And there's like, is this really the way we're going to live for the rest of time? I can't even leave the country because we're pig people and no one's going to let us in. Like, I mean, I the, the one fantasy I had was like, I got my passport. And now it's like, who cares? No one wants us. We're garbage no, people. There's no escape. It's so crazy. It's so funny that Make America Great Again was the whole slogan. Like, and now look and at we us. literally, <laughs> we're like, we couldn't be a further of a rock bottom. Yeah, it's like we're this like giant pariah. The entire rest of the planet is like, they're like, what's wrong with you people? What is happening it's there? Of, it's kind of refreshing because America has been so <laughs> egotistical, you know? Sure. Like, it's kind of refreshing to be like, oh, this is how it feels when the entire world thinks you're shit on their shoe. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many people in this country that are like, fuck them. This is, you know, we are still great. And like, I don't even yeah. understand what they're doing. I can't. Yeah. And then, like, do you how, do you have people that you know that are all of a sudden revealing themselves to be fucking idiots? I mean, that's the. I like, mean, everyone. That's the worst surprise about this all is that I would think uh, if I was asked, how do you think socially things would feel in a pandemic? I would think people come together, right? They support each other, right. but instead, I'm just scrolling through Instagram like you guys don't have fucking masks on. Everyone's hanging out without masks on. <laughs> Fuck you. My kid hasn't seen another kid in four months and you're at a fucking party. Like, I don't get it. You know, people, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't it's I, I, I've talked to people and it's just their their mindset around it. You just realize how truly stupid and how little people think. You know, no, and but the thing in Hollywood is everyone's got some weird quack doctor advising them. They're like, no, no, no I've got a guy. Yeah. He says I can be mask free and it's fine. UV rays, you know, and I'm like, OK, but like everyone I know who's like kind of doesn't seem to care when I go, well, what why aren't what is your philosophy? Like they're always just like, well, I don't want to freak out. You know, I don't want to. It's like, wait, that's that's your medical. I don't know. No one has a good answer who doesn't wear masks. Where are they not be... wearing masks? Like I'll I'll like I'll go like I'll sit outside and uh, not wear a mask. Yeah, sure. If you're alone or you're saying you'll sit outside with other people. Not with other people, with one person six, seven feet away sometimes. No. I mean, the whole thing is supposed to be six feet apart in masks. Yeah. But I think a lot of people I see like sitting outside in street dividers and stuff in the grass and they're sitting four feet apart without masks. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, everyone has to deal. Like, I'd rather someone does that risk than kills themselves because they feel so alone. We all basically are like, taking calculated risks at this point to battle potential depression and that's and true. um that's we've true. hit a weird phase we've hit a weird phase where the psychological effect is starting to be weighted more heavily than just the fear of you know contracting that, right, covid right the psychological effect of the impending election or non-election and and just you know the diminishing hope and the fact that nobody seems to have a policy in place to stop this fucking thing. Like, it's yeah, hard. everyone's like, there's no one source. I mean, everyone's just like, uh, I saw this doctor online that said this. And I don't that, even you know, know what the just, state rules are at this point. No, or what's closed, what's open. I don't fucking know. I got I a friend know. who has a record store. He's like, I can open. I'm like, what? I mean, yeah, that seems pretty non-essential. <laughs> but I don't need, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I think retail outlets are allowed to be open. Yeah, that's weird. And I, why did they, it felt like we were doing really good. And then right. they're like, okay, let's open all the businesses. Right. And then there's a million cases. 
And I guess there's just so much pressure from business owners to be like, open up, we're going to all go broke. But it's like, again, like there just needs to be more of a stimulus and like canceling rent, all these things. Like, I just don't get it. You're just going to evict all these people and like make all these businesses close down. That's the plan. It's crazy, man. I, I'm not I, smart enough. I'm not smart enough. No, I think your impulses are correct, but you know, thank what, you. It's not, it's not that you're not <laughs> smart enough. It's just the world is fucking insane. I like that. You assume that you are smart enough and you're like, no, you're smart. You're pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. No, you're very smart. <laughs> I, uh, I've actually taken to, I'll go down to Dodger stadium and get a COVID test every two weeks. Cause it's kind of a fun day out. You, you Whoa. Su- yeah. And so is it the nose one? No, it's the uh, cough into your mouth one. You uh, you go. Uh, yeah, you just do like coughs like 10 times or something. Right. And then you swab and then you put, you're in your car, you're alone, you can play your own music. You know, you can. <laughs> <laughs> What's good music to cough to? <laughs> but it's like. It's... What about we, we will rock you, but it's yeah. we will cough you. Exactly. No, but you can go do it. I mean, like, I, I don't know why I've gotten into the habit of it, but I've done it two or three times where it's like, why not do it every two weeks? It's not costing me anything. And, and there, you, you can sign up on Sunday for Monday and there's plenty of spots and then you get your this results by Tuesday. I've noticed that a lot of people who get a test, they're like, no, no, I tested negative. So then they'll just. Oh, yeah. You're only good for a day. No, you're good for. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you took an HIV test, you're like, I tested negative so I can fuck anyone raw for the rest of my life. Like, no, dude, it's not. It doesn't work like that. Well, I think what the benefit of it is. Because, like, I'm pretty fucking safe. I mean, do you go. Like when I, I've got, I got hold of one of those N95 masks. So if I go anywhere, out, if I go into a store, I'll wear that mask and a, and a plastic guard on my face. I'd love to see it. I, I I put pictures on Instagram. I'll I'll send you a picture. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, a while back, but uh, but that's how I go into the world if I'm going to be around people. Yeah, but what do you? Smart. I mean, I, I have not entered a business in four months. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know anyone who's been as strict and like, obviously it's a luxury. We, we don't, we get food delivered. We don't go. He doesn't go either. No, we, we get it. We haven't been in any businesses, you know, and as information has increased, it seems like it's like about the duration of time that you're inside and all this stuff. But I feel like you have seen a number of news stories about people getting it at grocery stores or whatever. And we've just been super reclusive. And as like, what's that doing for your relationship? It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's so romantic. Um, No, but I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's pretty hard because we're cooking, we're cleaning, we're doing childcare. We're trying to do our work stuff as well. You know, this for the show business, um, that's going to happen again, maybe. Right, exactly. Like it's hard to know what there is, what goals to even have at this time for work. But, but yeah, it's pretty exhausting. Well, let's go back to a simpler time because I I, I listened to some of the stuff that we talked about in ten years oh, ago. Cool. Yeah. What was it? Well, one of them uh, was you talked about a, a fear of commitment and that you know how you would uh, <laughs> how you would max out in relationships after like a year or two. Like this was, wow. a, yeah, you were like pretty set on that. Yeah. And what changed all that, Chelsea? Well, I do think a lot about the whole expression, like you haven't met the one until you've met the one. Yeah, right. 
but I also think like I, I, what I did through therapy, sobriety, a variety of things, like, I think I did work on my shit a lot. And so I would be attracted to not saying I wouldn't still be attracted to like shitty guys, right? but it would, it would just last less long each time. Like the amount of time I'd be willing to give over to someone shitty would be shorter and shorter until I met someone who wasn't shitty. Wow. Okay. So like the habit, the instinctual habit of gravitating towards monsters or shitty people. AKA, yes. Yeah. Your dad. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hi, dad. <laughs> that, that's, you started, you, oh, so you, you, you got on to yourself and you couldn't, it's almost like, it's almost like using, like you get tired of it. You're like, why yeah. am I still doing this? Yeah. I'm like, oh, here I go with this quote unquote mysterious guy where it's just like a guy <laughs> who's a fucking mess. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think it would, I used to, when I was younger, you're like, okay, I'll date you for a year. Like anyone you meet pretty much. You're like, I got a year to give. Yeah. The anyone, anyone, get, like, <laughs> anyone who likes you, you know, you like me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's commit for a bit. And then it's like, when you get older, it's like a year is a big chunk of your life at that point, like as a ratio or something. I could I never do actually, a year. It always lasted longer, man. It takes me, it takes a oh lot man. of drama. It could take a lot of drama and up three to five years to extricate myself from something I should have stopped in a month. Yeah, that's, I, I don't have, I didn't anymore. have that problem. That's good. That's, that's a whole different problem. That's bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I'm alone and childless. See what that problem does? How did that happen? God. God <laughs> wanted you. God wanted you in this. <laughs> he wanted you in this yeah. path. Now, are you still doing like strict dieting and stuff? I feel like you were always on that kind of manorexic vibe when I met. I, I'm still a manorexic, but like things have uh you know, taken a little bit of a turn. I'm okay. But yeah. uh but like like I was doing really good and then you know I had uh, tragedy and horror. And yeah, during this I'm same, sorry. Thank you. And then, uh, you know, then the, I had to put the cat asleep. And then, like, after a certain point. Oh, my God. Yeah. The fuck? I know. After a certain point, I'm like, well, it doesn't look like I'm going to be on camera for a while. And Can you know, I tell you what, what a is shitty mom? I'm such a shitty mom. Like, when you said you had to put your cat to sleep, I was, like, in my head, I'm thinking, I'll get you a cat. I'll get you a cat. Like, I just yeah. want to throw money I have another at it. One. I'm like, I have another one. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm like, uh, let me fix it. Let me buy you something. <laughs> There's, you don't have to buy a cat. They're all over there. You can just pick them up oh, yeah. off the street. <laughs> but, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you get one. You get a new one anytime. <laughs> So, but like, all I'm saying is that like, I've had, I got to reel it in because I've been eating kind of garbagey, but, uh, like what's, what's your go-to garbage treat? God damn it. If I could eat ice cream every fucking day, I would, but fortunately I, what's your flavor though? Uh, uh, ben and Jerry's peanut butter cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to hear like a grown person say that. <laughs> Cause it's got peanut butter ice cream with the like big pieces of peanut butter cup in it. And then with some vanilla, okay. yeah, I can put vanilla in there, mm. but I've mm. also got like cholesterol issues. It's a really difficult Me time too. because there, you do. Yeah. It's genetic. How bad? And I've never, I've never eaten worse. I've never been more massive in my life. I was just telling my mom, I'm like, there's really no excuse for an adult to ever eat ice cream. <laughs> like, Except like being awake. Yeah. That's the only excuse. <laughs> 
but it's it's brutal i feel like anytime it's meal time it's like a parade is coming through in a small town you know <laughs> it's like you're sitting around with nothing going on and then it's like <laughs> the food has arrived where are you getting your food from I mean, we were cooking every meal for the first two months. We didn't order one thing and it was crazy. We were like really exploring our cooking abilities. Then once we learned like surfaces weren't as dangerous, we just started ordering. Once you do that, it's impossible. You know, Moza, you can order pizza dough and all the fixings from them. Yeah. And it's so good. The sauce is so good. I haven't done any delivery. Like, you know, after Lynn, really? after Lynn passed away, people were sending me shit. So I knew it was possible. And that went on yeah. for like a month or two. Yeah. But I, I don't do it. I don't know why I don't do it. Is it one, co- you you call one company and they'll deliver anything? Is that how it works? or does the- <laughs> you, you sound so out of it. You said you call one company. <laughs> no, it's all apps. It's like, I have like five different food delivery apps, which might be part of my problem. I sound like an old guy. Like you just do it on the phone. You get it on You're the like, phone. You call, you call the company and they give you the food. I'm like, no, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to get all these different apps because different restaurants work with different apps. So it's like not one app will get you all the places you need. Which apps do you have? Listen, you name it, I've got it. Well, I mean, what do you use? Let me write it down because now I'm starting to question my process. I'll text you everything. Oh, okay. I don't have to write it down. I got my pen yeah, out. Yeah, that's also, that's also an ancient device, a pen. <laughs> I was ready to write some shit down. I can't believe you pulled out a pen. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So back 10 years ago, you said you thought you were going to be alone forever. And now you've corrected all that. That's crazy. No, but I, you know what's crazy? I, my mind has found a way to still maintain that fear where you're like, well, every time like Jordan leaves for like, he'll take our child somewhere or something. I'm like, they're going to die in a car crash Ugh. and I'm going to be alone. You know, it's like, I think because I'm a child of divorce. I don't believe that marriage is this shield of invincibility. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Of course. It's sort of, it's like anything can happen in life. So I don't feel guaranteed to never be alone. And the, the other thing is like, you can feel alone no matter who you're surrounded by. So yeah, it's the worst. I, I think, I think my brand is secure. <laughs> yeah. But, but you, but you seem good. I mean, you seem like, you don't seem depressed. I mean, you're yeah. just, you're just worrying. Listen, the, f- the first four months of this, I think I had a pretty good attitude and we're kind of reclusive anyway. So it wasn't even, it was different, but it wasn't like crazy different. Right. But I think once it hit four months and there's no end in sight, I definitely started feeling more depressed. No, I feel I feel that now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like all I want to do is like I want somebody to fix it and I want to leave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what Biden's and uh, Kamala's platform needs to be. We're going to fix it (laughs) and you can leave. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's crazy for comedians because it's like you're so used to traveling and then it's just like, nope. And you can't do sets. I mean, I keep wondering about all these comedians that when I was younger, they're like, you got to do three sets a night. You got to do three sets sure. a night. What are they with doing? All these act- 
Yeah. yeah what What's it? Doing? What is it? What is a tell doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what is it? What, like those people? Actually, I know what they're doing. They're doing fucking shows. <laughs> are they? I've seen them on Instagram. People. Well, I don't know about a tell, but I mean, there's comedians that are straight up doing shows right now. I know fucking like a couple of guys went out and got COVID in, in yeah, Texas. Yeah, I know the guys in question. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of guys. You yep. know, those guys. Mm-hmm. But those, uh, those guys. Yeah. But I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like I'm not missing it that much. I don't know why. Is that weird? No. Oh, no. Not in the slightest. I mean, but I, guess, I always had major ambivalence. No, I know. I, but I didn't really. I just it was a habit. I did it. And I and I always liked doing it. Uh, it, it was just my life. But I haven't I haven't fucking missed it at all. Really. It's weird. I think I needed yeah. the break or something. And I feel like my yeah. last special, if that's my last special, my last one, fuck it. It was as good as I'm going to be, really. Okay. See, now that is a huge, huge feeling. What? That's what I'm always like seeking is like, I want to feel I put out something that expressed myself to the fullest and then I'll feel like I can rest, you know? You don't feel like you have? Well, no, because I want to make like a TV show or I wrote a movie that I want to make or like, you know, it's like something like that where it's like. Yeah. All you. And you, yeah, you, you have control yeah. over it, and you're not just uh, relying on an audience full of weirdos to justify whether you're good or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just like more like your full sensibility. Like, yeah, I just I haven't hit that place. So if I die right now, I won't be that psyched. That's weird because I, I that's exactly what's going on. Like there was part of me that was, and it's right now where I'm like I could be done. I saved a little no. money. Wait a minute. No, no not, not suicide. No, no, no. <laughs> not we wind up back here? Everyone's going to be like, Chelsea, you're encouraging Mark to kill himself. I'm like, absolutely don't do it. No, I no. I, I, no, I was going with the retired. This is the retired fantasy. <laughs> okay, this good, isn't good, the okay. you know hanging from my uh, closet door fantasy. This, <laughs> okay, this okay. is where I'm in Ireland in a, in a cottage. That, okay, good. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I love that for you. No. No, but there is a feeling where I'm like, what? What else? What else do I have to do? I've done it. I granted, right. I didn't. I didn't do it on a level where everyone in the world knows me. And I'm not that famous, but in my heart, I know I did it. Fuck it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Have you been writing a movie? You know, I wrote one, um, and I I'm pretty into it. And then this pandemic happened. So like, it was kind of like moving around, things were happening. And then this pandemic happened and, you know, I had zero desire to try to work these first four months. This is only like just now where I'm like, all right, well, if this is going to go on for this long, I got to figure out something creatively, you know, to feel inspired and just have goals in my life. But, uh, what, are, what, are, but we, yeah. are we in month five? Is that what month we're in? I, I think so, but honestly, I feel like I've been saying four months for a while. So yeah, maybe it is five months. Because it now. went, it would started like in the middle of March, right? So April, yeah. May, June, July, August. Yeah, we're at five months or so. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I'm not. I haven't felt the pressure. Well, I mean, obviously, I went through some fucking shit, but I haven't. Yeah, felt the pressure to create really, other than talk to people and talk on the podcast. But and occasionally, yeah, but this is something. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I, I'm I working for it. sure. Yeah. I'm definitely working. And occasionally I'll do the panicky, you know, manic live Instagram. Uh, yes. The yes, random live Instagram. <laughs> You're just sitting around going, it's time. Let's do it. Hey, someone talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done those? 
Yes, definitely. It's the, the social media is just such a crazy world where you can just be like, okay, I need a shot of attention. Exactly. And then you just can go get that shot and then, <laughs> then it lasts you for a while because someone says something messed up in the comments and then you're like, no, I don't need this attention. I don't need this attention. <laughs> so aren't they going to run out of shit for us to watch? I already feel pretty limited. I've watched a few things, but, uh, you know, I, we really like Love Island UK and they have like 80, 80 um, episodes a season. So that's, that's holding me wow. down pretty good. Did you watch but, um, uh, I May Destroy You? Oh, my God. I haven't completed it, but I think it's so brilliant. And um, What a trip, man. I mean, I think her show is such a masterpiece because it's funny and it's cool looking and yeah. it's engaging, but it truly makes you go to an incredibly deep place, especially, I mean, and not to say men don't also suffer sexual trauma as she shows in her show, too, and, and straight men do, too. Um and so, yeah, it definitely made me like revisit trauma and like have to process it again. So I think that's that's such an amazing service to the people and 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 um, incredible to create something that has such an intense impact on people. Yeah, it's like for me, like I just wanted to watch it because I found her to be so engaging, and I it it feels like a different world to me generationally. And uh, also uh, race-wise, like I, I literally, all I can sort of see is and feel is the humanity coming through it. But in terms of the context, I know nothing about that world, about mm. England, about being, you know, black in England, about being, you know, any of it. And well, don't sell yourself short. I think you know a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> but nonetheless, the issues and the humanity and the intensity all comes through and I, I can't stop watching it. I watched all of them. It's so good. I can't, I got to finish it, but it's, it's definitely like so fucking intense yeah, and like just intense. talking to other people, you know, everyone I I've talked to about it. It's like, it brings up so much shit for people. It's wild. What else you've been watching? Anything fun though? <sighs> yeah. Dave, I thought was fun. I love search party. I love love Island. I don't even know what these are. Really? Yeah. Search Party? You would like Search Party a lot. What is that? It's kind of like this mix between a comedy and a thriller. Oh, okay. And um, and it's it's really good. Are your are your age your people calling you, uh, uh, offering you things and and setting up meetings like the show business is going to happen? <laughs> like, Not really. I love that. Where you think, they're like, you want to do a general meeting? I'm like, why? What do you, yeah. There's no. <laughs> You want to tread water? Um, yeah, I have to shoot that... an entire season of a TV show that they've now pushed to 2021, maybe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's nothing. There's not like and now like that. When I really think about that, I'm so glad I have this job of doing the podcast. But like the yeah. thing that I have to do that I'm contractually obligated to do, they're like sometime in 2021. And I'm like, stand up's not coming back. I don't want to go to fucking drive ins or like parking lots. I think drive-in sounds kind of fun. Honestly, like it sounds better than regular stand. <laughs> but what if you can't? I'm like, good. Keep the audience encased in metal and glass, so they keep them. How are you gonna? Like, how do you pace yourself if you can't hear them laughing? I just, I, I guess you just presume they're laughing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not good at that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe it would suck. I mean. I don't know. I just think like the context of doing stand up for people in their cars would be funny. And then you could riff on that or something. Sure. I don't know. 
Sure, for a while, and then you'd just be standing yeah. alone in front of a giant empty screen <laughs> in front of and a bunch a lone, of cars. A lone honk rings out <laughs> through the air, unclear if it's heckling or support. <laughs> exactly. I've been watching old movies. Of course you have. You Haven't you, the Criterion Channel? Or are you just <laughs> no. Joe? No, I said I'm jealous of other people because it was just a you good example. But like, yeah. I honestly, I'm not even convinced, like, what's in the Criterion Channel? <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what I liked. A that's lot of old, movies you on... think you should have watched if you studied film at some point in your life. Right, right. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> like I liked On Golden Pond. Yeah, I don't think that's on there. <laughs> <laughs> like, how old are we talking? They go back, man. I don't know. Like, I... There's a whole there's a whole bunch of movies under Western noir. Mm. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I can't like the old movie pace is just like I feel like I'm like trying to act like a smart person watching yeah. it, and I'm like, ah, just cut to something. Go, go, go. Yeah. Like I, I'm just too used to faster moving things. Like it's hard. So you guys aren't socializing at all? Is it all on on Facetime and Zoom? Yeah, we're not. A uh, you know, occasional backyard masked hangs. Um, but it, the thing that it's, I could do it. It's not killing me. It's more um, my kid not having seen any kid in four months. I'm worried he's going to get weird, you know? Yeah. But I try to comfort myself. Like if we grew up on a farm or somewhere rural or remote, like it's not like he'd be going to classes every week, like yeah, like but, these metropolitan kids. You how, know? Do, how do those farm kids turn out really? You want a farm kid? Well, <laughs> the difference is those farm kids are like, feeding chickens yeah. and like have yeah. a horse that's their friend. I mean, he's not getting the upside of that. You know, he's just in a backyard of an LA home. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, I don't man. know. I'm just worried he's going to get weird. I mean, he said yesterday, I don't want the mirror anymore. I want other kids. Oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, and these things just like, really they just really hurt your heart when you think of like i look at my old photos of like all these birthday parties and classes and museums and things like right that we always were doing to just give him like he's like a little sponge you want to give your kid tons of new experiences and things to learn and right he, he was just soaking it all up and all of a sudden it's like you can't touch anyone you can't see anyone everything's closed and it's like you just it just feels bad so what have you talked to other parents what are they doing you know what other parents, they're like, you're lucky your kid's young. It doesn't have any impact on them at all. It's like every parent wants to say, I've got it the worst. For right. My kid's the worst. But I don't agree. Like, how how about my son said he doesn't want the mirror anymore. He wants other kids. <laughs> you think that might be a psychological issue? There's so, no way around it. There's no way uh, that he does. He t have friends that he can talk to on the Zoom or nothing. I guess he's too well, young. Yeah. He's not into the Zoom. You know what he does when I get him on with another kid? He goes, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> I'm like, that is, and, they're, and they'll be so excited to talk to him. They're like, hi. And he's like, bye, and walks away. Oh, no. So I don't know. I'm trying to like constantly look at the statistics and the research and see if there's ways for him to have um, – a school, a small school situation or a play date, you know, but we just, we don't know any families that are 
being as strict as we are. And, um, Oh, you don't have like a pod of people. No, I, we, no, I don't have a pod. And honestly, all the pod talk is so stressful. It's like, (laughs) I'm not trying to pod with someone who doesn't know how to cook. You know what I mean? Like I'm not cooking for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. And, You know, it's like where I'm not trying to pod with someone who like I can't communicate comfortably with about things like it's a pretty big trust that you're putting in someone. And if I can't ask you like questions and feel safe, I'm not going to pod with you, you know, so. So that leaves no one. So so a pod means it's actually some sort of like agreement Mm -hmm. that you're all going to do this together. The pod thing. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to have you know, agreed upon rules that everyone in the pod agrees to. And I mean, even like ostensibly in writing. Wow. That you all hold each other to, but I don't know anyone who has that attitude, you know, and, and the encouraging thing, but then I saw conflicting news recently was like, the idea was that young children don't transmit it or contract it as easily. Yeah. But then, you but saw, then I saw something conflicting that, and that's how it's been this whole time. It's just endless. But at least um, Putin found a vaccine. That's encouraging. Yeah, and it's only a matter of time before Trump, you know, <laughs> invites him here to make right. manufacture it. Maybe we're just yeah. going to become, you know, uh, sister brother sister nations, and uh, that's right. We can just you know, freely go to Russia if we want. It's all going to be the same government. <sighs> Sometimes I'm like, are we just going to hear like a, a loudspeaker and Russian, and we're like. It's happened. It's, it's time. Yeah, yeah. It's I, now we have to. And it, we have to get that app and translate things. Yeah, exactly. Hold it up to the sky. So, <laughs> what I watched the what is? How did that movie happen? The spinster movie. Spinster happened. My agency just forwarded me an email with an offer to play this role. That's what um, I thought. Right. It was an indie film. Right. Yes. No money. Yeah. And, no you, money. and, you know, they said this, we kind of like this script. This guy's never made a movie before. No, no. Oh, opposite. Okay. <laughs> they didn't say one comment on the script. They just forwarded me an offer for my first lead role in a film uh-huh. <laughs> with no comment at all. About anything? And No. And it was directed by a woman and she has directed like, I think three other movies. In I'm sorry. All I, I didn't mean Nova to, Scotia. I didn't mean to be a no, condescending. She's a huge fan of yours. So I just want to, <laughs> I just want to preserve that. Is she? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did. I didn't, there wasn't a lot of paperwork. There was no, I didn't get a big press package about the movie. Listen, listen, I don't, I don't mean to make you feel bad. I just want to. What's her name? Clarify. Andrea Dorfman. And um, she's from Van- she's a so, Canadian. Yeah, actually, I don't know if she's from Nova Scotia. I forget. But she she's lives there. And, and that's where all her films were set. Oh, because I just so, talked to Ellen Page and she's from Nova Scotia. I know she's like sort of been a, a great confidant on all things Nova Scotia. So what? Ha- so what was the process? So you just you took. So they sent me this. Yeah. I said, oh, that's cool. I think my son. I don't know. I just had my son. So he was young. I went and I requested that they send me her other movies and I watched them and I thought, you know, this is cool. This woman feels very artistic. Nova Scotia is like this beautiful backdrop in all her films and it looks really cool. And, and I was like, let me, I want to do this. I want to go to Nova Scotia, bring my baby. I brought my awesome nanny at the time who made it all possible. And, um, and it was like a month 
and we did it. It was like a 14-hour trip door to door. You shot it all in Nova child. Scotia? Yeah. It was in Halifax and, you know, some of like some of the out- outlying areas. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was written by a woman, directed by a woman, and um, the DP was a woman. So and that was also appealing to me. Well, that's great. And also, well, that explains a lot of things because I was like, how do I not know one of these actors? Yes. <laughs> because it was. They're all Canadian. Like, yeah, Canadians. Yeah. I thought you were really funny. And I and I think that oh, uh, it deals with the like sort of it's so it, what's funny is that like looking back at the interview we did 10 years ago. Right. You would have been that person. Exactly. Well, that's what people are like. Was it so hard for you to play this person? I'm like, no, I feel like I was a stone's throw from being this woman. You know? Right. Yeah. And I, like I said, I still do. <laughs> My worst fear is I'll, no, you know, like lose everything that, yeah, like I feel too lucky and I feel too happy. And it, it, it's like, I'm, I think this is a, a thing. If your childhood had some weird things going on, you're like always waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? Yeah. What's going on with so, your folks? Do you talk to, like, they're still around, right? Yeah, they are. Um, my dad, who, like, was a kind of a reclusive guy himself, like, now that COVID is happening, he's like, I have to go to a store every day. He's like, I got to get out of the house and where go is to he? a store every day. He's in the Bay Area. Oh, That's where I grew up. Right, yeah. in Oakland. There's, they're both still up there? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So he's out, he's so, going to stores every so day? He's, he's going to stores every single day. I'm like, you're such a contrarian. Like before this, like his wife would like beg him to leave the house and go do stuff. And he was just like always, you know, in the house. And where's, so, where's your mom? What's she doing? She's well, everyone's, everyone's stuck. Right. You know? But I mean, are they keeping, keeping it together? Well, they're not, No, I they're know. separate entities right. since I was one. But I mean, are they personally, that's all I mean. Oh yeah. I mean, I listen they seem like they're doing good. My mother, I feel like can. my, I feel like my mother's starting to come unhinged a little bit because her, oh, uh, no. she's okay. But I mean, her, her boyfriend was annoying to begin with, and I just can't imagine, oh, God. you know, like uh, <laughs> just the thought of them to, you know, like when's that going to break up? Does he listen? No, he doesn't listen at all, and he never shuts and does up. Your mom? Yeah. No, to your podcast. Oh, oh no! I thought you meant as a person. No. He, <laughs> My mom will listen, but he doesn't listen. John doesn't listen. I mean, he he gets mad at me sometimes because he hears things about what I said. But yeah, you know, he just never. He just keeps talking. My mother has always found, well, always, the two men that she's with that I knew. She just finds dudes that are like you know spin around, and she just watches them spin around. And the entire engagement uh, with this man is her going like, John, please, John, yeah, please, right, John, right. That's. You know, what's so weird is that every children's book, like so many of them have a female character like that, like the nag or the person who's like, stop having fun. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, we really start them young. That prepares them for every fucking comedy that Hollywood makes. Yeah. That has a similar role for a woman. Well, she's not really a nag. She just was is wants him to, you know, uh, stop ranting and raving about bullshit. Right, right. Yeah, he's a he. He just cleans things compulsively. That's like his hobby. Now, has he? He's never come on the podcast because that sounds pretty entertaining. No, but I've I've sort of made fun of him on the podcast because uh, you know it's just the way he talks. You know, uh, 
everything he says, you know, is uh, qualified by uh, all, he's he, he's gotten to, into that phase where he tells the same story, uh, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe two or three times a day. And uh, and then he always says it was a different time. That's a uh, oh. yeah. That's oh, a, he has a he has a catchphrase, a yeah. refrain. Yeah, yeah. It's a different time. Yeah, my you know, yeah. My grandmother used to always go, "It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing." <laughs> she would just say that all the time. <laughs> and what mm. about like what about Jordan's family? Are they nearby? What what's that? Yeah, I mean, because you know guys... they're they're all East Coast. Oh my yeah. god! So you guys so we're are all separated. So you're all like doing the Zoom call thing all the time. Yeah, we tried to do this like. Sunday, I guess trivia thing uh-huh, uh-huh. with our families, where we do a a video chat and we do trivia, and we try to like gear some towards the younger people and their interests, and some towards the older people. It's weird though; it's like really makes you realize how biased trivia is. It's just like if you if you have trivia questions about the fifties, like the parents, the older parents are right. going to get them. Yeah, you know. Oh right. So it just feels like trivia is pandering to people in whatever bubble they're in i guess so i guess that trivia doesn't mean it has to be you know dave there's this idea of like things that you know from back in the day is trivia but trivia can well be, it's like this yeah it's like a false objectivity right. to the whole idea of trivia right you know? for but trivia can be like you know what what is the biggest continent i don't know is right. that trivia or is that just ask, information ask a history buff <laughs> i don't know but so how many people on this call? Like 20? No, no. And the sad thing is like we just keep – it keeps getting messed up. Like a nap time will be off or, you know, whatever. It's just – it's like actually kind of hard to keep it going. But we were trying to do it. We'll see. So what about all the – like what about comedian friends? Do you talk to people? Yes. Well, Motion and Natasha. They're very like safe. They have, Go sit in the backyard yeah, with them. Yeah, I've done that. And I heard you did too. You yeah. went on a little hike or something. Or, or was that with Al Madrigal? I don't Me know. Me and Al go hiking twice a week. Yeah, everyone I talk to is like, I just saw Marin. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to definitely have COVID by the end of the year. <laughs> You're patient zero. Um, but no, um, yeah, Motion and Natasha have this new setup where they have like, a big movie like their tv but it's on the other side of these glass doors so i can sit outside and watch a movie with them but it sucks as a comedian because you have to like shout your um your jokes comments. through the glass door <laughs> it's like the opposite of effortless but like in terms of um like i can't i can't write anything are you writing anything i keep telling myself that i'm getting ready to start writing something my, the the gears are showing. I really want to write another movie, but um, I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. Are you going to therapy still? Or I did do. you ever? Well, I do yeah. distance therapy on my porch. Oh, that's she cool. comes over. That's that's a house call. Yeah, it's old timey. She's doing house calls. I'm about to figure out if I can find a trainer that'll do fucking house calls. Oh my god, I know. I'm Bring thinking the about that too. There's people. I'm. I know. I, I bought this like tiny exercise bike that Quinta Brunson suggested and I put it in a shower in my house because there's like, we don't have a spot for it and I don't want my son getting into it. And I've been trying to ride that every day. It's pretty depressing though. Just riding a stationary bike inside of a shower. Why well, go out? I go hike. Is it, am I doing the wrong thing inside a shower? No. What do you mean inside <laughs> yeah. a shower? 
because there's one shower that we don't use that much and it's like we don't have a huge massive house and like we don't have like a logical spot for an exercise bike so right. i just put it in that shower and you like in the tub no it, it's just a shower okay but yeah. like are you getting outside <laughs> enough I'm like, come on, man. It's a bike in a shower. What do you not understand? <laughs> um, no, I sh- I would like to hike. Um, I haven't really hiked. It's hard to find the time because we've been sort of just constantly kid, right? bringing glasses of water to my son. <laughs> <laughs> As any mom will tell you, much of your day is spent bringing beverages to your child. Yeah, I guess that's right. I mean, I talked to Burr and he's, you know, he's got a new baby and wow. Yeah. A new now. Are you having? Well, I, that's probably I shouldn't probably ask that. Aside from okay, worry, don't. then don't. All right. As, well, you worry, but I mean, <laughs> are you like like are you having like um, broad sort of future concerns for the kid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am because I think that all these kids they're going to be impacted by this. How can you not? It's like prior to this, everything I'm doing, I'm trying to nurture my child's development. And how could a year in which this child is like a sponge and you're saying you can't see anyone, you can't touch anyone, you can't get close to anyone, how will that affect and shape how they see people in the world? How could it not impact them? You know, what's so fucked up about it is like, and my brain keeps hitting this, is like, there's no one to make us feel better. Like, you can't call somebody and be like, how's it going there? And they're like, oh, God, what do you think? Same as you. It's like, what? I know. I saw someone, this girl that is actually, uh, it doesn't matter, but this girl that's helping me do my merch, she did this post about how you can't really expect anything from your friends in this time. You shouldn't expect anything from your friends. And I was like, that's kind of wild. Like, you know, in some ways I'm like, yes, you should be able to expect things from your friends. But in other ways, I'm like, you know, it is true. Everyone's like, struggling right everyone is right. trying their hardest to hold it together you right know? yeah yeah exactly and and their fam and take care of their families and just get through each day so like yeah they might not be the best friend right now or right. be able to focus on their friends right now but on the other hand you know as 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 people are suffering from depression and all this stuff as a friend like i would like to be there if i can you know for people and i try to like text people or check in with people that I know are alone and um you know well, stuff like good. that when I can I talk to yeah. I talk to my friend Sam every night That's cool. He's got a family yeah, like I, but like I'm the alone guy but like every night <laughs> we talk. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. And my friend Tom, you know Sharpling? Yeah. He'll, I mean I don't know him well. He'll but. like uh, he'll come over and eat with me like once a week outside. That's cool. Yeah. I think those things are so important right now. You have because... to. Like I'm those but those those are like those risks that I have to take even before Lynn died. Like you know, I knew that like if I don't take care of if I don't do a few things, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. So like there are certain yeah. things where it's like I can't deny myself that or I'll start talking to myself. Everything will get bleak. I'll get all fucking yeah. magical thinky and it'll be bad. I mean, it's so good that you're seeing a therapist, especially because you're having to process grief and all that. I mean, to do that all alone is just. Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. No, I'm, ta- I'm definitely I'm definitely talking to people. So are you That's moving good. merch? <laughs> 
from grief to merch. You're like, get off my grief, bitch. <laughs> Let's talk merch. Um, yes, I am moving merch. I think my first merch pack went really, really quick. And I think this second one is a little bit slower, but still doing really good. I what mean, do you, I don't what really is it? view. What are the merch? What's the merch? Um, well, you know, you know, I have a whole comedy concept album about coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I like the record. So, so like with each EP, hmm, I don't really believe you like it. No, I do. What are you telling me? It's like, <laughs> I listened to it. I thought it was going to be a comedy record, but it seems like there's some pretty earnest tunes on there. Yeah, there are, there yeah. are. But then I thought that was funny, Yeah, you know, like to have a really earnest song on a concept album about coffee. But anyway, um, so with each EP, I dropped different merch uh -huh. related to the EP. So that's that's the merch I have. I've I never done merch before this in my entire comedy career. I think it's a good time for merch because people that do have oh, money. Oh, it's a good time for merch. <laughs> people who do have money are sitting around <laughs> buying shit online. Exactly. It is weird. Like it's counterintuitive because you think, isn't everyone fucked up right now and broke? But I feel like those who have anything are like, I need some shopping therapy and I need I need a trinket to hold in my home. Yeah. <laughs> and give me some sense of something happening. Right. Yeah. And it's delivered. So, it's exciting. There's a yeah. box. They dropped a box over the fence. Exactly. I don't know if you ever went to sleepaway camp, but I went I to Camp Tawanga when I was younger. Yeah. Up in the Sierras. Yeah. And, and you would get the whole fun of the camp was getting boxes from your family. The that care are just package. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cookies. And so that's what I feel I'm giving myself when I shop online. Yeah. It's uh, it's like Christmas every day. And now this fucking president's fucking with the post office. So he's taking that. I can't that. understand it. Now, what do we got? If the post I office. I don't know. I ordered uh, six pairs of wooden chopsticks yesterday. How am I no? How am I? I <laughs> I need them. <laughs> well, now, what are you eating with chopsticks? I are just, you cooking a lot of... Oh, uh, sometimes I get sushi and um, and I only yeah. have one pair of chopsticks. And I thought, what if there comes a time where I'm going to want to have people over and they want their own set of chopsticks? <laughs> that is so sad. You should set the table now and let it wait until the <laughs> pandemic's over. Just with se several settings with chopsticks and some soy sauce bowls. <laughs> some old dusty chopsticks oh. preserved over... Like, wh when is this going to end? That's the thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know when or how. And then also, do you think Trump will win? You know, dude, I can't even fucking. My fear goes a lot deeper than that. You worry about your kids. I worry about like all the desperation, all the, cra you know, all the people that are going to be evicted and desperate and angry. And, you know, listen, I worry about that, too. No, I know you do. But my my worry okay. goes the next step, which is where the you know, the you know, Trump, you know, is back and he says, look, I know you're angry. Do you want to wear a uniform that will entitle you to, uh, you know, kill your neighbors? So listen, I think of this, too. Everything that's happening mm -hmm. makes me think of all these things. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a, it's such a lot to manage. And now <laughs> all I think about is like. Can I get to Ireland? Is there a way that that can happen? I mean, my old same, my old cat. Wait, what is your thing with Ireland? It just seems like the place. Like, who fucking cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like I just realized you've mentioned Ireland like eight times. Well, and it's, I'm like, what is Ireland? It's beautiful. It's small. Uh, it doesn't seem to cause a lot of trouble in the world. It doesn't seem like anybody wants to fuck with it. And the people are nice. 
And no, I feel like I don't know the history, but doesn't Ireland have like a crazy history? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes, there's, <laughs> oh yeah, there's, there's the battle. Is there's... it possible you're idealizing? Yes, of Ireland? course it is. I'll go to Canada. I don't care. Canada or Ireland's yeah, fine. There. You know, but I don't I don't know what the other options are. I, I don't I don't really want to go to Mexico. I don't speak the language. You know, mm. Hawaii is part of this country. Uh, but it still holds appeal. What, Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah, but then you're on an island. Yeah. You're just sitting out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Hawaii many times. After about 10 days, you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But maybe that's because you're on vacation. I don't I, know. I know I, somebody I who went down friend. there. I know yeah. somebody who's holed up down there and he's going to stay down there till January. How's, how's that person feeling? He seems Is good. Is it Pierce Brosnan? No, it's a comedian <laughs> we know, but I don't know if he's, I don't, I don't feel like he's, yeah. he's no, letting no, on no. that he's down there. So that's cool. I like a secretive person. Um, uh, I love, I love holding secrets. Yeah. Well, we all do it. But yeah, I don't know where to go. I don't know what's going to be open to us. I mean, it's, it's, I don't, is New Zealand now having COVID again? Like, they I don't, were doing I don't so think they're, I think, I think that the, the, the sort of what it would, it, it seems like New Zealand is this idealized uh, fantasy idea. And it's only really right. practical for people that are billionaires. Like, to me, it's like, mm. you know, like the people they're letting in, the ticket to get into New Zealand is yeah. $50 million. No, I don't know. No. I'm making that up. But I mean, it doesn't, seem, it doesn't seem like it's available to us. And anywhere okay. you go, you've got to quarantine for a couple of weeks. Like even Ireland. Which Wait, you so go. you think that we have a similar. <laughs> well, I don't know. You just you had a small house. I'm no, assuming don't you don't have $50 million to go to New Zealand and buy a bunker. No, I, I don't. I definitely don't. I don't know. If, are the bunkers needed right now? No. No, that's a whole other level of concern. I do find solace in the fact that the United States is very big. And I believe yeah. that there's still, at this point, a lot of people that are good-hearted and decent-minded. And I do think mm -hmm. that a lot of our apocalyptic fears, though justified, uh, I don't think they'll happen overnight. And I still Isn't think- Isn't it funny that when alien life mm. comes up now, people are like, maybe they'll save us. I always thought like, that. We used to be so scared of them, and now we're like, please come. <laughs> please help us. Yeah, well, that's like that. That what was the one? Was it Independence Day? That was the best part of that movie, where all those people were on that rooftop saying, "We love you, save us," and they just get killed. They just get oh, annihilated. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's These that's unfortunate. Hippies with signs. Once they know the aliens are here, and they just torch them. Maybe I should watch Independence Day. Sure, why not? I think it's Independence. I've never Day. seen it. I th I'm pretty sure it's Independence Day. I think that's uh, Bill uh, Bill Pullman plays the uh, president, and and I think uh, actually uh, Randy Quaid saves the world. Who are your favorite actors? In really, in general? Yeah, like who do you who do you think like really moves you on a on a regular basis as an actor? Who am I excited to see? Like, will you cry to a movie? I feel like you would. I do. I cry to a, a, a yeah. lot of different movies. All Criterion. Not all the Criterion ones, you know. I but watched, you're crying about the, the pacing. Sometimes. Sometimes it's difficult to get through. I've been watching a lot of Mike Lee movies, and the pacing on them is pretty good because he's great. They're British. What are his movies? They're dark. Uh, he does a lot of improvised kind of work. He, uh, the movies like Secrets and Lies, 
Oh, or, cool, yeah. Like, it's all British kind of working class, heavy-hearted shit, but it's great. Yeah. It's, you know, some of the... That's good Some idea. actors, you're just sort of like, how the fuck do they even do that? I know. But I, I don't know who my... I, it's hard for me to really think about my favorites, but I enjoy... Um, you know, I've been watching... Sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I'll just watch old uh, Don Rickles clips on The Tonight Show and shit. Okay, that doesn't count as a favorite actor. <laughs> It's fun to do, though. <laughs> do you ever watch those old comics? Some of them are so fucking Not funny. Not that much. So fucking Not funny. Not that much. I'm a real fan of timing. You know what I watched the other night on Criterion? California Suite. And was it good? It's a it's a Neil Simon script, and it's like four different sets of people at this hotel in Hollywood. It's um. Oh, that's. It's Alan Alda and Jane Fonda, you know, in one oh, scenario, cool. and it's they're great. And okay, then, I would watch that. And then, but then there's sort of Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby and their wives in another one, and it's real slapsticky <laughs> and weird. And then uh-huh. there's um, Walter Matthau and Elaine May are another couple, and that gets a little weird. Mm-hmm. And then there's Michael Caine and um, Maggie Smith, and the st- a, a young Maggie Smith. Yeah, and but the stuff between uh, Alan Alda and Jane Fonda is beautiful. Great acting. She's good. She's great. All right, go deal with your day. All right, listen, um, thanks for having me. This is fun. It's actually like so weird that this is how we've caught up after all these after all this time that we haven't really had a long talk or anything. But it was really good to Yeah, me too. It was good to see you. Got some good laughs and it was great seeing you. And uh, because the last time I saw you, I I remember it. I held your purse when you went on stage. (laughs) Thank you. That's always been a conundrum for me. <laughs> I'm glad you I never could, know what to do with I'm it. I'm glad you could trust me with the purse. Always. All forever. Right. All right. See you later. Say Bye. hi to Jordan. I will. All right. Bye. I love Chelsea Peretti. How fun was that? That was fun. I Maybe I had a good time. Uh, Chelsea's movie Spinster is available now on VOD and digital platforms. I'm going to... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I got a clunky guitar piece I'll play for you right now. Okay? All right, then.
Homer lives. Monkey. Mafanda. <laughs> <laughs>